Let me read to you some scriptures because we're on the subject of, of uh, what? I forgot. What was it? Deception. Thanks. And uh, then we're going to get off that subject here real soon and, and talk about truth. We're going to take the negative side first and then end up on the positive. But listen to these scriptures. Just, just listen. Matthew 24, verse 3, it says, What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Romans 16, verse 17, Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Ephesians 5, 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Colossians 2, 4. Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. 2 Thessalonians verse 2. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 9. The coming of the lawless one is in according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of what? The truth. Say love of the truth. That they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And then James 1 verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Okay. So I want, we'll go through here and, <clears throat> and uh, just review a little bit. But the word deceive in, in the Greek means to lead astray or wander off course. So an individual, you or I, an individual believer can be led astray. A nation can be led astray and be deceived. Hebrews 2 once says, Therefore we must give the more earnest heed to the things we've learned, lest we drift away. So we, we just don't need to hear a, a, a new word or have received new revelation. We, we need to practice the truth we've already heard. Continue in the things that we've already heard. The uh, <clears throat> Greek scholar Rick Renner said this word in the Greek depicts a person or a nation who, although once established on solid ground, is now morally drifting and teetering on the edge of a crooked, dangerous path. So you, you can have good intentions and start out all right, <clears throat> but you can get off. You can get off course. We said the agents of deceit were Satan, false apostles, prophets, teachers, other people, sin, and self. I got a good story on deception. It's a true story because it happened to me yesterday. As you're well aware, we've been in the antique business for 30 years, and God's just given us an opportunity to do that because we make extra money. And... Uh, I want seed to sow. So yesterday I got seed to sow to the man of God that's coming in two weeks. <clears throat> so we, we sold a lot of stuff, but I had a crock I bought, and uh, I paid $145 for the crock. It was a good crock. 
And in walks yesterday out at Pilger at, at the flea market, a, a, a big guy, kind of a nervous guy. And I think he was in, he was either a rancher, or farmer, or cattleman. And he was by himself. And he, he looked at that crock and he was really, he says, I got a crock collection. I thought, well, that's nice. And I had that crock marked $225. And I like it when people, you know, want to dick her. That's, I like to do that. And, uh, he said, boy, that's expensive. I said, yeah, it's a good crock. He says, I don't have anything like that. And I said, well, this, you're not going to find another one here today like that. And he said, I'll, I'll give you 150 for it. I looked at him. I says, I'm not going to do that. I paid 145 I'll take 195 He says, well, I'll give you 175 I said, okay. That's well, 30 bucks in a week. Then he said to me, he said, now, my wife's here. I thought, oh, boy. There goes my sale. Usually the man screwed up for me. I get so mad when the husbands are tagging along because they always act upset. Like they, they don't want to be there and they ruin a sale. And I thought, this woman's going to show up and say, you can't have And he says, you know, I've been buying cattle and I, you know, we haven't sold the cattle and, and you know, I haven't been making much money and I don't have a lot. And he was giving me a real sob routine, which didn't phase me a bit. And, and, and he was looking around like his wife was going to sneak up and find out what he was doing. And so he said to me, this is what I'll do. I'll give you 175 but I'm going to give you $60 in cash and write your check for the rest. I said, that's fine. And he said, now, she might come, but I want you to tell her. So I just looked at him and said, yeah, mm-hmm. Well, she never showed up. And pretty soon he left. He gave me $60 in cash. He said, you let that crock sit there. You know, when people start playing games like that, my little radar goes up, and I think, you're, you're trying, you need to put the screws to me. You're not going to do it. I said, you leave the crock there, and you can come back and give me the check. Pretty soon he comes back. A few minutes later, what did he do? He gave you $20? $20 more in cash, and then he, then he leaves again. Then I'm thinking, okay, now what? But $20 plus the remainder was a check. And I, and he was, I was talking to Alan, and, and he picked the crock up, and she was talking, to, and I wanted to make sure I had all my money, that he didn't walk off with my crock. Well, he gave me the check, and, and uh, he's from up north, so I got to talk to Lee Wan to see if they know him. But he was scared to death his wife was going to find out, so he wanted me to lie and tell her that he bought the crock for so much. What was he doing? He was deceiving his wife. What do you think he's done his whole life? Same thing. And, well, whatever. I sold my crock, got my 30 bucks. You can deal with your wife. I got enough to deal with. So there's a good example. But see, people do that all the time. Husbands and wives do all the time. What? Out of fear. You know? Every, you know, believers, Christians do that. Every, but see, that's not living the truth. That's living a lie. And the truth shall set you free. See, it's knowledge of the truth that sets you free and keeps you free. It's this book here. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. 
I want to look at, look at 1 Timothy 4.1. I'll never forget as a little boy, I couldn't have been more than probably four years, three or four years old, four or five years old. And in those days, back in the early 60s, do you remember grocery stores in neighborhoods? Some of you don't. You just think of Walmart and Hy-Vee's been there forever. But there used to be little grocery stores in neighborhoods. And, and a block away from our house where I grew up, there was a little tiny grocery store. And the neighbor boy and I went to that grocery store. And I'll never forget this. He took some candy, put it in his pocket, and we came home. At an early age, that had an effect on me. And I'll never forget going to my mother and telling her the neighbor boy took that candy. Now, I don't even remember what, if, if we went back, and he, I'd, I'd have no idea. But isn't it something that, that even a child at that age would know right from wrong and then would come home and tell the truth? Probably not much older than that. My, my folks worked a lot, so I grew up, I was, I'd come home to an empty house, and my folks worked a lot of hours. They were, worked Saturdays, they worked in the evening. But I'll never forget, as a little boy, I came home from school, and, and um, my mother, and while my mother did this, I, I, I don't know why, but I had a new pair of shoes, shoes. and uh, she said, now, you're going to go to, you go, don't you get those shoes muddy? And I came home from school, and those brand-new shoes were just caked with mud. So what did I do, Gunner? I knew it was coming. She's going to paddle my butt. My mom could do that. My dad never laid a hand on me. My mother paddled my butt. I'll never forget this as a little boy going to the bathroom and sitting on the toilet. Mom, i got to go to the bathroom. So I sat on the toilet as long as I could. I knew it was inevitable. It was going to come. And I got my butt tan for getting those shoes muddy. Well, it probably stands to reason because my folks were in the shoe business, but shoes were important. They were expensive. So, but it, it pays just to fess up, folks, and tell the truth. Would you agree with that? Yeah. First Timothy Chapter 4, it says, Now the Spirit expressly or explicitly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. Who's that, who's that represent? What group of people? Huh? The church, believers, depart from the faith. See, you can be in faith and depart from the faith. Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Verse 2, speaking what? Speaking what? Lies in hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Look over at 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 13 It says, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. 
What's the next word? Deceiving and being deceived. Now, verse 14, who's this, who's this apply to? You and I. But you, everyone say you means me, must continue in the things which you have learned. Not, not you're going to learn. The things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So he's talking about people that are deceived and going to be deceived and to deceive others. But he says, the, the apostle says, you must, and that's an imperative, you must continue in the things which you've learned. Why do you think we stand up here every week and tell you things that you've heard the week before? Because sheep forget. They get distracted. And you need to hear it over and over. She talked about tithing. I can remember, I was raised in the Methodist church too. And I, I, and I had Christ in my heart and, and I've been born again and, and uh, spirit-filled. Right in the beginning of the, the charismatic movement. And I'll never forget... Just there, my heart just wanted to give, and I remember sowing offerings. If my mother would have known what I gave, she'd have t- tanned my hide again. Because you, you, you find out who you are and what Christ has done, it just opens your heart, and you want to be generous. And that's why we keep telling. And you know what? Listen to this story this is a victory. My boys tithe. We don't have to tell them to tithe. They've been taught from babyhood on up that you tithe. Now, we're good parents in in that respect. In their other areas, we could be better parents. Is any parent here perfect? But we instilled in them. How important when we get a guest speaker like Apostle Mike or, or, you know, Greg Fritz or men of God, Dr. Gant, that they, they learn to love them and respect them and they wanted to sow an offering. It's the same way. I can, Micah gets a check. You work for Brad and Courtney uh, in their construction business. He'd know 10%. Why don't your kids tithe? Because mom and dad don't. Thank you for that one amen from a visitor. Mom and dad don't believe in tithing. Guess what? Their kids are going to grow up with an attitude. I don't need to tithe. Mom and dad don't tithe, you know, whatever. And then you wonder why things happen in your life when the seed eater comes to knock on your door. He'll rebuke the devourer for your sake if you're a tither. But that's why in the last days, we got to dot our I's and cross our T's. Or we'll be deceived by the enemy, others, or our own self. So, 
Let me give you some facts about deception. It's a sign of the last days. I've already given you that. It's a sign of the Antichrist. Look at 1 John 4. 1 John 4. First John 4, and I might read it to you from a different translation. I want to make sure. Now, let, let me read it to you first from from the New King James. 1 John 4, it says, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. And by this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist. Is that spirit? prevalent today? Yes. Which you've heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Well, that's a good thing to renew your mind to. They are of the world, therefore they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us, He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There's the same word for deception in the Greek. The spirit of error, the spirit of deception. That's how the Antichrist, it's not so much, you know, false wonders and and false miracles and all these signs that you see, the enemy, Satan, Lucifer, uses deception. That's his M.O. He's going to try to deceive you and I. So we need to understand that deception is going to occur in the last days. It's a sign of the Antichrist. Now look at Psalm 119. We're we're hardly going to get started here today, but that's all right. Say it pays to live in the truth, to tell the truth. Psalm 119, verse 118. And this is what I want you to see today, very simply. If you walk away, walk out of here today, I want you to understand deception is falsehood. Say deception is falsehood. Say deception is living the lie. This is what the word says. The psalmist says in verse 118, you reject all those who stray from your statutes. See, you you get away from the truth, you start to stray. For their deceit is falsehood. Here's here's, uh, another translation. You spurn and set it not all those who stray from your statutes for their own lying deceives them and their tricks are in vain. So bottom line, deception is lying. 
It's falsehood. Deceit or lying is the manifestation of untruth. Now I'm going to read to you from the message in 1 John. So just listen to this. 1 John 2, this is good to know. 1 John 2, verse 4 and 5, it says, But you belong, the Holy One anointed you, and you all know it. I haven't been writing this to tell you something you don't know, but to confirm the truth you do know. And to remind you that the truth doesn't breed lies. So if you're, if you're living the lie, like that man I told you about yesterday, he's not living the truth. His, he's living the lie. How can you have a marriage if you're lying? How can you have a relationship with somebody if there's lying involved? You can't. So who is lying here? It's the person who denies that Jesus is the divine Christ. That's who. This is what makes an antichrist. Denying the father, denying the son. No one who denies the son has any part with the father. But affirming the son is an embrace of the father as well. He says, I've written to you about those who are trying to deceive you, but they're no match for what is embedded deeply within you, Christ's anointing, no less. You don't need any of their so-called teaching. Christ's anointing teaches you the truth. The Holy Spirit leads and guides us into truth. The anointing, that's the anointed one. Christ's anointing teaches you the truth on everything you need to know about yourself and him uncontaminated by a single lie. I like that. I like that phrase. I just, I just realized that. I've read this. Uncontaminated by a single lie. Lying contaminates your heart. Live deeply in what you were taught. See, I have the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit within me. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. He always leads and guides me in the truth. Amen. I'll give you a couple more scriptures and we'll stop. Look at John 8. Like I said, we're, we're looking at the negative side. Then we'll get into the truth. We're going to look at all the aspects of the truth. And as I was worshiping today, it's like the Spirit of God opened my understanding more. How many remember the woman at the well that Jesus encountered? Remember that? I love that story. Because my Jesus loves sinners. And I've told you before, if you don't have friends as sinners, then you're not doing your job. That story, as I began to reflect on it, I opened it up. We were worshiping, and I read it. Was that woman set free, the woman at the, at the well? 
But what happened before she was set free and before she ran into town to tell everybody about Jesus? Got any clue? He told her the truth about her past. And she realized the truth. And the truth set her free. And she went on to proclaim the truth to a community. But see, you can't be set free until you realize the truth. Receive it and then act on it. Then you can be set free and you can have a miracle. John 8, look at... uh, Verse 44, John 8, 44. Let me read it to you. Um, again, from the, the New King James. This... I want you to understand this very simply. Deception is the nature of Satan. Very simple. Truth is the nature of your God, your Father. Jesus said, I am the way and I'm the truth. So this scripture, Jesus is telling them about Satan. Gives gives them a, a, a background. He says, Jesus speaking of of Satan or Lucifer, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the what? The truth. Because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. Bottom line, that's the devil. Very simple, isn't it? It's not hard to to realize that's his nature. (laughs) He goes on in verse 45, Jesus said, Because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words, therefore you do not hear, because you are not of God. Do you know what? Jesus was a bottom line kind of (laughs) guy when he walked the earth. He was compassionate. He loved the sinner, but he told you the truth. Here it's in the, in the Message Bible. It says, if God was your father, said Jesus, you would love me, for I came from God and arrived here. I didn't come on my own. He sent me. Why can't you understand one word I say? Here's why. You can't handle it. You're from your father, the devil. Now, that wasn't nice, was it? Was it? You're from the father the devil, and all you want to do is please him. He was a killer from the very start. He couldn't stand the truth because there wasn't a shred of truth in him. When the liar speaks, he makes it up out of his lying nature and fills the world with lies. I arrive on the scene, tell you the plain truth, and you refuse to have a thing to do with me. Can any one of you convict me of a single misleading word, a single sinful act? But if I'm telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone on God's side listens to God's word. This is why you're not listening, because you're not on God's side. Very simple. 
to the point. Numbers 23, verse 9 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Has he said, shall he not do it? Or has he spoken, shall he not make it good? God's nature is truth. Now, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to unhook there. And the next time we're going to talk how God looks, how God the Father, your heavenly Father, how he looks at lying. So if you're not here next Sunday, I know you're liars. Give me here, Gunner. Say he's only kidding. No, he's not. God abhors lying. Where do you think liars end up in the lake of? See, we don't like talk about judgment. <laughs> but if you continue to live the lie, you're going to reap the consequences. Sooner or later, that man with the crock, it'll come to bite him. Right there in the backside. Let's stand our feet this morning.